Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hey there, everyone. It's Mara, and I am here today talking all about what to do when you don't know what to do. So I know that through this eclipse season and through all of the retrogrades and the planets this summer and the fact that it's been summer and it's been busy and things have been overwhelming, to say the least, that there are a lot of us who are feeling as though we are deeply needing of our own care, that we're fractured into a lot of different pieces and we're not sure what to prioritize or where to put our energy. And so everything feels very fragmented and discombobulating. And after having conversation after conversation after conversation with my clients and my friends and myself, uh, just in the mirror, looking at my face in the mirror in the morning, I decided that this would be something that we really needed to dive into here on the Needy Podcast, because I think that so often when we're feeling big feelings or big overwhelm or fear, big fear, that we start to see ourselves as these big problems that are in need of these big fixes and simultaneously incapable of pulling ourselves together to pull off a big fix. And I want to dispel that myth right now. First of all, I don't see you as a problem. I don't see me as a problem. And even when you or I are suffering or dealing with something huge or overwhelming, that doesn't mean that we are problems. It means that we're humans trying to do the absolute best that we can on this planet while we're having this really human experience. And that our feelings 
our needs, our messiness, our discombobulation, all of that is a byproduct of living fully. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us when we experience it, but instead, if we can reframe it as understanding that that's something that is absolutely going to happen from time to time. So it's not that you're a problem, you're a human, and you're having a very human experience at this moment, if you're struggling at this moment. So that's that first piece, which has to do with how you see yourself and how much compassion and kindness you can bring to your self-awareness. How can you look at yourself and see what's going on with you and not judge yourself for it? How can you pay attention to your thoughts and and see how stressed or or all over the place you might be or fearful or overwhelmed and and see that that's you being human that's not that there's something wrong with you we don't have to make the presence of those thoughts or feelings mean absolutely everything about who you are and what you're worth and what you're going to be capable of from this point on in your life but instead you can look at yourself, you can be aware, you can notice what is going on for you from a place of compassion, kindness, the generosity that you so easily and willingly give to the other people in your life, but maybe don't feel as comfortable giving to yourself. Because you may look at your inner messiness, you may look at your stress and your fear, and you might think that it means something about you. And so not only do you not want to admit it to yourself or anyone else, but you're doing the best that you can to cover it up and pretend that it doesn't exist. But all that covering up, all that pushing away, the feelings that you are actually having doesn't make them go away, just makes them kind of grow and grow and grow and grow and grow until they hit this fever pitch. And if instead we might be able to look at ourselves with that compassion from a more of a detached place, more of a top-down sort of place, I like to think about myself as this little version of myself sort of sitting on my own shoulder or looking from the top down and noticing what's going on and reporting back. Not from a place of being really tangled up or ensnared or meshed up in in the actual lived experience that I'm having, but having that uh, compassionate witness, that little bit of perspective where I'm able to see, wow, okay, Mara, you are really struggling right now. You are really having a hard time right now. And what that means is you are needing your own care now, right now, in this moment, more than you might usually. And how can we bypass the judgment that we lay on top of our observations and utilize that energy instead in getting to work on taking care of ourselves? Because this is the place where we actually have a lot more control than we think right? There's the truth of what's going on. I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed. I feel heartbroken. This thing has happened and I don't know how to cope with it. I'm really overwhelmed. I feel all over the place. That might be the truth of what is happening for you. But what we tend to do with that truth is to layer it with tons and tons and tons and tons of thoughts and ideas about what we think that truth means about us 
and also what it means about, you know, everything that we're going to be capable of from this moment until the end of time, right? We get really far away from ourselves when we're doing this and we're layering on this blame and this judgment and this shame until what was once an uncomfortable truth now is this huge, inflamed, very painful wound. So I want to try and scale that back because I think that this is a place where so many of us waste so much of our precious energy in the judgment, in the layering, in the meaning making. And if we can try to practice, and we're all human, this is just a practice, we're just trying the best that we can. But if we can try to practice peeling that away or staying with that uncomfortable truth to begin with and just asking ourselves what is needed And instead of utilizing our energy to make that thing more painful than it needs to be, we can take that vital energy and we can put it towards doing the things that make us feel better. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you're sitting in a place with that uncomfortable feeling and you feel yourself wanting to make it mean everything because your fear is so big? your fear of other people seeing you that way, your fear of seeing yourself that way, your fear of what's going to happen if the truth of who you are gets out. And that's that big problem, big fix moment. But what if instead of moving towards a big fix or trying to put a big fix in motion, which let's be honest, when we are in a place of overwhelm is never going to be something that we actually have the capacity to do. Uh, and you know, I have my doubts about whether that's a good idea, even for us on our best day, but certainly in a moment of overwhelm or a moment of struggle, we don't have the energy, the available energy to, to pull off that big fix. And what if instead we really lowered the volume and thought about keeping it super simple and getting into our bodies and asking ourselves what is needed right now. And knowing that when these big things are happening, we may not even have the energy to make sense of our experience. We may not be able to pull it all together for a quippy and, you know, lovely Instagram caption or even be able to explain it to somebody who's nearby and ready to listen. We not may not have the energy to put our experience into words, and that's okay. So what do you do? Start with what you know. You may not know everything. You may not even know most things, but chances are you know one thing. And by leaning into that one thing, more things will appear. And that one thing might be extremely simple. Water. Rest food. I think it's better if it's super simple because those needs are the foundational building blocks of our wholeness. And the more that we can take that available energy that now we have chosen not to give to making ourselves be the worst thing on the planet, and we use that energy to nourish our physical bodies, to tend to our emotional and energetic selves, then we are shoring up our own foundation. So pouring yourself a big glass of water, making your favorite meal, even if you don't feel hungry, trying to get some sleep, 
And when you're in that space of extreme overwhelm, it can be difficult to calm your nervous system enough to eat something or enough to get some rest. And that's why it's important to have this be a very low stress kind of intervention. You know, what is your favorite thing? It doesn't have to be a four course meal. You know, one of my favorite, favorite comfort foods in the world are mashed potatoes. And that's so simple and it's so easy. And, you know, (laughs) I may have feelings about whether or not that constitutes a meal or all of these kind of top level feelings, but none of that matters right now. Right now, all that matters is tending to and soothing your body so that you're able to shore up your capacity for dealing with whatever is going to be coming next. In this space, I recommend asking yourself, what do I need right now? Focusing on the physical needs of your body, but asking yourself specifically what you need and making space for whatever answer shows up because it might surprise you. You may expect the answer of I'm hungry for mashed potatoes, but really what you're hungry for is cornbread or a salad or a cherry Coke or an ice cream sundae. I don't know, you know, whatever it is that, that your body requires honoring your body by giving it the space and time to really teach you what is needed so that you can be of service to yourself in the shoring up period. And when you think about how to feed yourself, taking it really slow, again, not expecting to know the answers, being open to whatever arrives, being open to being the very new person that you are in this exact moment. Because so often these spaces of overwhelm or upheaval occur around major transformations and you are and you are becoming new in each and every moment. Maybe this new version of you wants something that you've never really wanted before. And you have to make space for that while you are tending to yourself. Otherwise, you're not tending to the reality of what you need right now. You're tending to the reality of who you've been in the past, which may be part of the problem. So carving out that space. Now, when it comes to getting rest, rest can be particularly tricky when you are feeling really big feelings or your nervous system is feeling really fragile. So I find that having a few tools on hand that help soothe you can be really useful. Something that helps you sleep. My toolkit for this looks like my sweetheart's uh, magnesium, Sweet Dreams Magnesium Cream, which I p- apply liberally to my <laughs> legs, to my hands, to my wrists, anywhere that I feel like I need it. I also sometimes use CBD oil, which is a hemp oil that has no active THC in it before bed. I love Rescue Remedy, which is a Bach flower essence. And, you know, you could put some Epsom salts or magnesium in a bath and take that before you go to bed. But the point of these tools is to help soothe your nervous system enough so that you can enter into a more restful state. Because a lot of times when we're in that place of really having a big feeling and things are whirling around, we can't stop thinking. Our mind is going, 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 going. We feel like we can't rest. So it's useful to have things in your house for these moments. 
on my bedside table, I have all of the tools that I just described to you. I have some soothing essential oils. I have things that I can just kind of grab and put a dropper full of in my mouth in the middle of the night if I need to. There are other things that exist, right? Other sleep aids, um, pharmaceutical sleep aids. You can talk to your doctor about that if sleep is a really big problem for you that magnesium or rescue remedy can't solve. But the point here being that you take your sleep really seriously during these moments because when you are feeling a lot of things, when your nervous system is really fragile, this isn't a time to push your sleep to the back burner and do more. This is a time to take space for yourself, to restore your nervous system, to restore your energy body, to give to yourself, to fill your reserves so that you have more available energy to respond to whatever it is that's happening in your life. And again, a lot of times we have this backwards. We see, here's a big problem. I need a big fix. I can't sleep. Who am I to sleep? I have a lot to do. But when we are doing, when we are throwing ourselves repeatedly at a problem in a reactive way, when we're feeling completely depleted, then anything that we try to do is going to feel fragmented and disjointed and uncomfortable and, you know, like we're (laughs) trying to throw something little and insubstantial at a big, big problem. So the more that you can give to yourself, the more that you can make space for and guard your rest, the better that you're going to feel, the more capable and whole that you're going to feel, and the better equipped you're going to feel to be able to respond to whatever it is that is showing up for you in your life right now. And when I say rest, you know, I was talking pretty specifically about sleep, but even if you find yourself unable to sleep, there are ways to incorporate rest into your daily life. And that might be a way that you start to make space for yourself too. You know, maybe you're going to do some reading or maybe I mentioned a bath before. I am famous for hating baths, but I have recently uh, become a person who takes baths. So look, things do change, right? So, you know, maybe it's detailing your car. I don't know. Whatever it is that you can do that will give you more energy than it takes from you. That's my definition of a restful activity, something that restores you and rejuvenates you and gives to you more than it takes, more than it requires to complete the task. So for some of us, organizing our cabinets is going to be a restful activity. For others of us, going outside, moving our bodies, getting in nature, breathing in fresh air is going to be a restful activity. For some of us, rest is pretty horizontal and that's okay. Because again, this has to do with you and your needs and whatever you require to feel as whole and short up as possible. And I want to go back to that point that I mentioned about the food, which is when you ask yourself what is needed in a restful capacity, don't expect to know the answer because maybe who you are now is new. Maybe who you are now is a person who has a different set of needs than you needed six months ago. And not only is that okay, but that is also how needs work. So making the space for your needs to be new, making the space for being surprised by yourself is always a beautiful, beautiful way to take care of yourself.
The last thing that I want to mention about taking care of yourself when you don't know what to do. So we have first starting with whatever you know, right? Really narrowing the field and starting with whatever occurs to you as something that will be useful in making you feel good. Starting there. Nourishing your physical body, making sure you're getting enough water, making sure you're giving yourself food that you really like, that sustains you, that restores you. Making sure that you are prioritizing your rest because that is the thing that your mental capacity needs more than anything. That's what helps you integrate. That's what helps you feel more capable, more whole, more restored, all of that. And, you know, in the, in the face of a lot of stuff going on, you need everything that you've got. So the last thing that I want to mention is a practice of not believing everything that you think about yourself, because we have been conditioned to think all kinds of things about ourselves, whether that's as we were growing up in our families of origin, stories that have been passed through our families from generation to generation, stories that we may have picked up from society about what is good and bad and who is good and who is bad. And so one way that you can really tend to yourself when you're in this space of upset is to not take every single thought that passes through your head seriously. And I don't mean judging yourself or having the thought either. I mean, getting curious about your thoughts and asking, wow, is that true? Is that true for, is that really true for me? Where did that thought come from? Who does that belong to? Does that belong to me? Does that feel right to me? How does that make me feel right now? Because going back to that meaning making, So often there's one thing that is true and then we're layering so much stuff on top of it. And a lot of that we're doing because we've been taught to, because we've been taught to make meaning of ourselves in that way. So one way that we can care for ourselves is to be really, you know, curious and, and, and questioning about the thoughts that go through our head, especially when we're in that space of stress. Because so often what we see as uh, morality issues or gigantic character flaws or things that are so wrong with us are actually just these symptoms that we are in need of more care, right? That we're careless or we're thoughtless or that we feel so insecure or that we never get anything done or that we're all over the place or that we're so sensitive to everything all of the time. All of these things that we may have picked up or people may have told us somewhere along the way as about things that are wrong with us. And those symptoms may show up when you are needing your own care. And so it's really important to be curious about the things that you think And it's really important to not just take things for granted as true, but to run them through your own filters and to really ask yourself, is that true for me? Is that how I want to think about that? Is that what I want to believe about myself? Because you don't have to believe everything that you think. You don't have to believe everything that society tells you is true about you. You don't have to believe everything that other people tell you is true about you. You get to decide what is true for you today and every day. So that last piece of self-care has to do with staying with yourself, staying present to yourself throughout your personal process as you move throughout the day. 
And again, not approaching that from a really judgmental place, but from a curious place like, wow, hey, that hurt, right? I just had that thought that really hurt. And is that true? Do I need to believe that? Who am I when I'm believing that thought? And is that who I want to be? And sometimes when we're not practiced in this way of staying with ourselves, this can feel really clunky, really awkward. It can feel mind-blowing. We don't trust that we're actually allowed to have thoughts in our head that are different than what other people think about us or what other people say is true or right or good. You know, this happens around rest. Whenever I teach my uh, signature course, Tend, or my other course, The Deep Exhale, and we talk about rest, people say, well, you know, rest isn't allowed in my family. Rest isn't allowed in my workplace. Rest is seen as a weakness in my relationships. And all of that might be true for other people, but you get to ask yourself, what is true for me? You are the leader of this life, of this body, of your experience, and you get to decide what you want to believe about rest, what you want to believe about your needs, what you want to believe about who you are in this space of transition and transformation. Because one person's mess is another person's humanity, right? And maybe it's both, maybe it's and, and maybe it's all together, and that's totally, totally fine. But if you're in this space of feeling overwhelmed, of having these big feelings, of struggling, you're not alone. There's a lot of people who feel like that. There's a lot of people who feel like that right now. And none of those feelings mean that you don't deserve your own care. None of those feelings mean that you should do more to try to prove yourself, to try to not be where you are because where you are is totally okay. And the more that you give to yourself, the more that you make space for yourself in this moment, the sooner that these feelings are going to pass and the sooner that you are going to start feeling more whole, more capable, and more ready to deal with absolutely everything that comes your way. So I hope that that helps you today. I hope that that helps you in this moment if you're struggling. And I am just so grateful to be here with you and to have this opportunity to hang out with you for a half hour of your day. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week. listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about needy or want to tend to your needs with a free needy toolkit, dance on over to the needypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week. Mm-hmm.